I don't know about you, but I've really just felt really hungry for him. Anybody else in that place? Only a few of you. Anybody in that place? Just hungry to see him, you know, to see his face and to see him break through. Oh, come on, Lord. You've done it before. Do it again. Man. Sorry, I'm hungry. That's what happens when you're hungry. You cry out, don't you? And in fact, you know, that's God stirring us. We shouldn't be surprised that we feel hungry. That's God stirring us because he's about to reveal himself in a new and powerful way. I really believe that. You know, Psalm 24, verses 5 and 6, says that God will vindicate and bless the generation that seeks his face. I want to be that generation, don't you? Lord, would you come and bless us? Not because we want your stuff, but because we want you, Lord, and experience you. And so uh, all of that to say, the worship night is an opportunity for us from that place of hunger to cry out and say, Lord, we want more of you. So I'd encourage you to come. Uh, Well, what am I going to be speaking on this morning? We are in the Revealed series, um, which we kicked off a number of weeks ago, looking at the names of God. And, uh, you know, when we started this series, we asked the question, what's in a name, didn't we? Well, it turns out quite a lot. You see, names are more than just a label that one has on their tax return. Thank you, HMRC. They are indeed actually designed in the, in the past. The point was that they would really describe the nature and the essence of somebody. And that is true with God's names, you see. It represents who he is and his promises towards us. But not just that, it has profound implications for who we are. Now, as a bit of a mini recap, let's look at the names that we looked at. Elohim, the sovereign creator God. What does that mean for us? Therefore, we are the created. We are his. He is Lord over our lives. Jehovah, the great I am, our intimate relational God. Why? Because we have been created to have communion with him. That's what we sang earlier. I'm unfulfilled without communion. Why? Because we've been created to worship him. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And we looked at how he provides, not just for our daily needs, but our steps of faith. So we can walk in the plans and purposes that he has for us. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. That we are his sheep, that he takes care for us. That he leads us to green pastures and beside still waters. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. That we don't need to go to the world for peace. We don't manufacture peace. That in fact, even through the storms of life, we can know the kind of peace that Jesus slept in that boat when the storm was raging around him. And last week, as our founding pastor spoke on Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner of victory. And he invited us to have a blessing from the Lord. It's just a wonderful, wonderful moment last week. And so there are the names of God. So what is the name this week that we are going to look at? Jehovah Roth, the Lord who heals. The Lord, my healer. You know, I've been excited about this Sunday for a while now and nervous. <laughs> because when you preach a word like this, you've got to believe what you're saying, right? And Lord has caused me to repent when I've repented of my unbelief. And this morning, actually, you know what? I was prepping this yesterday, and the Lord said, You know what, Mark? I want you to do this over two weeks. So this is part one. Because what I'm going to do is I'm not going to spend the full time preaching. Oh, it's actually going to be teaching. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, then we're going to go for it. Why not, right? 
This isn't about history lesson. This is about a living experience today. I'm hungry for that. And so what I'm going to do is a small amount of teaching, a bit of testimonies, and then we're going to go for it. Now, let me just say at this point, I know we're a diverse, diverse group of people here. You know, some have been walking with the Lord for a long time. Some are, are new, and it's early days. And some, maybe you're here this morning, and you don't, wouldn't say you have a relationship with God. And, you know, I think that the subject of healing is, can be a tricky one. We need to be sensitive how we deal with it because we all come from different theological standpoints and different experiences. And so I do want to be sensitive around how I talk about healing. But let me say this. I also want to reveal what he says about it in his word. And so I'm going to preach that with confidence and boldness. And that indeed, is that our heritage, right? The Vineyard Movement was born out of signs and wonders, born out of miracles and healings. And we're part of a, a broader church, the Charismatics and Pentecostals and other empowered evangelicals that would say that Jesus heals today. And so I want to do a little bit of teaching around that to give us some foundation so that we can come into alignment and agreement with his truth. Because if we're not there, we won't be able to step forward into healing. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this weak world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you can test and prove. In other words, walk in that will that God has for you. So let's look at Jehovah Roth or Rafi. Exodus 15, 26 is where we first see it. And we're not going to spend time in this. But actually what God does, he reveals himself to Israel as the God who heals. But he actually says, if you will follow me and listen to me and obey my commands, then I will heal you. What does that mean? You see, Jehovah Roth, my God who heals, his promise of healing is a promise of covenantal relationship with God. In other words, as we walk and commune with him, it's, a, it's an outworking of that relationship. And I want to unpack what that looks like for us. And so what I'm going to do is look at very two quick things. Number one, I'm going to look at the biblical basis of healing through Jesus. We're going to look at that together. And second of all, how God empowers us to go out and heal the sick. Because this isn't just fun in these four walls. I'm here to equip you to go and minister out there so that you can pray for people, your neighbors and your work colleagues. That's what it's about, isn't it? That's what it's about. That's how revival starts. Right. Let's look at this. Number one, biblical basis for healing through Jesus. It's quite a mouthful, but it's accurate. Right. Here's the thing I want to say. The, things about, the thing about the names of God is that they are revealed in the person of Jesus. This is very important. Jesus reveals the names of God. You see, Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Why? Jesus is God. That's John 14, 9. And you see, what happens is when we lift Jesus up, God proclaims who he is. He proclaims his names. You see, the names of God are the names of Jesus. He is God. He is God. John 17, verse 6 and 26. This is what Jesus said as he's praying for his disciples before he is crucified. He says, I, and he's praying this to the Father, I, Jesus, have revealed your name, Father, to those that you gave me. I have revealed your name. I have made your name known to them. You see, Jesus reveals the names of God. And so, how do we see Jesus revealing God's name as a healer? Two ways. Number one, in the practice of healing, and we're going to look at that. And number two, in the provision of healing. One, in the practice, and two, in the provision. Let's look at this. Let's look at the first way. I'm going to quickly go through these. Did Jesus practice healing? 
It's not a trick question. <laughs> Matthew 9.35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. How many diseases? Every disease. You know what I love about this? It says proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing. You know, that's not an accident. You see, the kingdom of God, in his presence, in his manifest presence, healing. Sickness cannot stand. You know, John Wimber wrote a great book called Power Evangelism. Anyone know this? In fact, if you come next week, I'm going to hand some out, I think. And it talked about how we demonstrate his kingdom through good works, through the healing. You know, there's about 134 times in the Bible that God reveals his glory. And did you know the majority of the times he does so through signs and wonders and healings and miracles? Did you know in the story of uh, where Jesus turned water into wine? We all know that story. I think it's John 2. And it says that Jesus turned the water into wine and there was a miraculous event and he therefore revealed his glory. You know that. That was the point. It wasn't so they needed more wine, although Jesus wanted to bless them. It was the fact that in the signs and wonders, in the miracles, in the healings, God is revealing his glory. So if we're crying out, Lord, reveal your glory, what do we think is going to break out? Interesting, isn't it? What about this? Matthew 12, 15, a large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. How many? All. Yeah, there you go. Good, you're getting this. Matthew 14, 14, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Compassion. We are called. You know, the more we experience the compassion that he has for us and the love that he has for us, the more that flows out of us to others. You see, you can only love others to the degree that you allow Jesus to love you. You can only have compassion to others to the degree that you allow the compassion of the Father to manifest in you. What else? Matthew 14, 35, 36. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let their sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. And this is really interesting. Next week, we're going to look at the power of words of knowledge and testimony. Now, this is something very interesting as a side note. People brought all their sick and they begged, them, begged him to let them touch the edge of his cloak. Now, this is Matthew 14. If you go back to Matthew chapter 9, what happens? A woman is bleeding, and she has the faith to do what? Now, don't you think many chapters later people heard this story and the testimony? And what happened? That gave them the faith to do the same thing. There is power in testimony, and we're going to unpack that tomorrow, uh, next week. Well, you can come along tomorrow if you want. I'll be here. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> now, at this point... You say, okay, Mark, I get it. You know, Jesus healed. But what on earth has that got to do for us? I mean, listen, that was a long time ago. It's 2019. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Where I am or what day it is. Uh, many years later. But let me tell you, we have been called to continue the works of Jesus. Newsflash, great commission. We are called to extend out his love. We are called to extend out his kingdom through signs and wonders. And Jesus even said, you know what, guys? You will do even greater things than this. Well, that's got to include healing, hasn't it? Why is it in the, in the epistles, Paul talks to people about going for prayer of healing? You see, it doesn't stop with the apostles. Some parts of the church will say, well, those things don't happen now. That's not the point. We, you and I, are called to reveal God's glory and reveal his name as we step out in faith and praying for the sick. You see that? 
Now, this is a good question here that's coming up. How on earth can we do that? How is it provided for us? And that leads me to the second point. If Jesus practiced it, how did he provide for it? Here we go, by his blood. You see, when Jesus died on the cross for us and shed his blood, he died not just for our salvation. I want us to get this. I want us to get the power of his blood. You know, the Greek word for salvation is sozo. You might have heard that word, sozo. And its root meaning goes beyond just forgiveness of sins, though that is amazing. But we limit the power of Jesus' blood if we just stop there. Because if you look at Strong's Concordance, sozo carries the idea of being physically healed of diseases and being delivered from your enemy, in this case from the devil. And so when it says in the Bible that we have been saved, what it means is that we have been saved, healed, and made whole by his blood. It's all there in the blood. When Jesus says it is finished, he meant it. All of it. All done on the cross. You know, that's why Peter says, 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self, Jesus, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were Reference in Isaiah 53. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he took the curse of sickness. It says he was cursed for our transgressions and our iniquities. That's Isaiah 53. That's what happened. Jesus paid the price of broken relationship that should have gone to us. But because God loves us, he sent his only son to die for us so that we could have relationship. And that's what is the point. You see, Jesus, you see, fulfilled what the Israelites couldn't do. He fulfilled the law and its requirements. And therefore, walk with me on this, we can walk in covenantal relationship with God because Jesus has done it for us. We can never fulfill the law, but Jesus did on our behalf. And so when he died on the cross, yes, he bore our sins, but his holiness, was, his righteousness was given unto us. So what does this mean? Go back to when God revealed himself as Jehovah Roth. He said, if you will follow me and if you will obey my commands, well, here's the good news. Jesus did it for you. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he died so we could restore covenantal relationship with God and all the promises thereof. That's why we can walk in it, because Jesus did it for us. I find that amazing. But there's more. Because here's the thing. While Jesus practiced it, and Jesus provides it for us. Here's the next point I want to make, and then I'll finish up. How can we be empowered, therefore, to walk in his provision? I think that's a fair question. So Jesus practiced it and modeled it for us. Jesus' blood provided it for us, and it's by his spirit that we are empowered to walk in his provision. Okay? It's by his Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus said... He would send the Holy Spirit, didn't he, when he was lifted up. He said, in fact, to the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem until I send, until the Father sends the Holy Spirit, which I have mentioned before, and he did do a few chapters before. You see, he equips us through his gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts in order that we can walk in the provision that Jesus' blood has provided for us. Is that right? Does that make sense? Good, I'm glad. That's good. And we can read about these gifts, can't we, in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. You can have a look at them. They're wonderful. Where is it? 
You can read them there. Spirit of wisdom, uh, spirit, uh, a message of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing. There you go, verse 9. To another miraculous power, to another prophet, etc., etc., etc. What are these? Well, here's the interesting thing. Did you know that the Greek word for gifts is charismata? Right? Charismata. Which is where we get charismatic from. There you go. We are charismatics because we walk in the charismata. Now, this is where it gets wonderful and very interesting. The root of charismata is charis, which means grace. You see where I'm going with this? You see, what is grace? It's unmerited favor, but it's more than that. Grace's purpose is divine empowerment. You see, grace doesn't cover up bad living. How many times do we say, oh, his grace is sufficient for your inadequacies? That is absolutely true. But his grace is there to move you out of that and to empower right living. That's what grace is. Let's not just preach a half-grace message and say, oh, it's, don't worry about it. No, 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 no. When Paul was complaining about his weaknesses, the thorn in the flesh, he said, oh, come on, Lord, take it away three times. And what did God say to him? My grace is sufficient for you. Not, my grace is f- sufficient for you because you're fine, you can do whatever, what's ever happening. No, my grace is sufficient for you to have the strength you need in spite of that to walk in all that I have for you. That's what grace is. And that's what the gifts are. Right? In other words, his gifts are expressions of his grace in order to empower us to fulfill his plans and purposes. Isn't that beautiful? That's why we call gifts sometimes gracelets. Isn't that nice? And what is that purpose then? To reveal the name of God, to fulfill the Great Commission. You see, God doesn't say, go out there and make disciples and do all these wonderful things I've done and say, right, I'll leave you to it. No, he offers us, if you like, a toolbox of gifts to empower us to do that which he's called us to do. You see, healing, therefore, is an expression of his grace, and the gift of healing is his divine empowerment. Shall I say that again? Healing is an expression of his grace, and the gift of healing is his divine empowerment. You see, healing doesn't come from us. We are not healers. I don't stand up here saying I'm a healer. I just, I'm just a guy that's going to take God for his word and pray. He's the healer. Um, and you know, I think this is really important because one of the biggest obstacles for, for healing is people having a sense of unworthiness. Well, I'm not worthy to be prayed for healing. In fact, I deserve this. I've heard that. Bless you. If that's you, bless you. No, I've got great news, liberating news. It's not about how worthy you are. It's about how worthy Jesus is and what he paid on the cross for you. You know, I was praying in here this week, as I do every day in the auditorium, and God gave me this phrase, walking in the shadow of Jericho. I said, wow, what's that mean, Lord? He said, Mark, the thing is, some people know that the walls of Jericho are there. They can see it, and they know that I'm going to get the walls down so they can enter the promised land, but but they've just camped in the shadow of it. They've stopped, and they're about to have breakthrough, and that shadow is shame and unworthiness. No, this is for you. Don't let shame and unworthiness cause a veil over his truth. And that's what's happened, I think, to some of us in the church. And if that's you, I just bless you. I just release that shame and guilt off you in Jesus' name. Stand up and take a sidestep and get out of the shadow of Jericho. And you know what's interesting about that story? They had to go around how many times? Exactly. And sometimes healing doesn't always come the first time or the second time or the third time. Bless you. Listen. Faith is important in prayer. 
Faith is important. But let me just say this. We have to be careful when we talk about faith. Because the church, parts of the, some parts of the church has done much damage telling people that they haven't been healed because they lack the faith. That's just not right. We don't believe that. You see, God's kingdom is breaking in. It's the here and not yet. That's why sometimes we keep praying and it's a mystery why. Lord, and I've been in that place. I prayed for my boy when he was young. He had oh, silent reflux and he was sick for what, I don't know how, how long, a year and a half, two years. And I'd kneel by his bed, Steph and I'd cry out to God. And he was in so much excruciating pain and he didn't heal him. And I'm like, why, Lord? And I prayed for someone with a small bit of faith, not that much, and they got healed. But let me just say this. If we take a step back and we get too worried and concerned about this, we, we have a danger that we camp in the not yet. We say, well, I just don't, I'm not going to go for it. I don't want to offend somebody if they don't get healed. And so we camp in the not yet and we blame God's sovereignty for our lack of faith. You know, Jesus did all those healings, but he came to Nazareth, his hometown. You know what? He couldn't do all the healings there. Why? Because they didn't have any faith. You see, God does operate in an environment of faith. And I've had to repent because I, I haven't really prayed as I should. I've been half-hearted. Ah, it's here and not yet, so it's up to God, really. I'm just, just going to pray. No, we need to have faith. And what does that mean? It means it starts by coming to agreement with God says what God says. That's faith, alignment with his truth. And that's actually a position of humility, isn't it? Agreeing with God. That's why Paul says in Romans 10, 17 that faith comes by hearing the word of God. He doesn't say by mentalists just listening to it. No, hearing. In other words, agreeing with it and then faith rises. And for some of us, the reason I'm spending time teaching about healing is because I want us to come into agreement and alignment with his truth. Because that unlocks faith. That unlocks faith. Wow. Wow. I think I might stop there, actually. I wanted to say this before um, I move on, and I've got no idea exactly what we're going to do, so you're going to have to bear with me. I've got a few ideas. It'll be fine. Trust me. You know, uh, Steph and I and a few others had the privilege of going to a Randy Clark conference a couple of weeks ago. You may not have heard Randy Clark has a, uh, a ministry uh, as, a, as a hidden evangelist. In fact, he's an ex-vineyard pastor, and he was part of the Toronto Blessing as well, and uh, Steph and I were very privileged and humbled to spend some time with him alone. And he said, you know, the thing is, guys, is that what happens, you see, is you've got doctrine there. In other words, we believe God heals. But then we've got our experience here, and then what happens is we have our faith, because our faith is based also on our experience. And the thing is, you might, you get in a downward spiral, and then we find that we're just like the not yet people. I don't want us to be there. I want us to be back up here. <laughs> we need to align ourselves with what his truth says and then go for it. That's what we're going to do. So what we're going to do is this. Uh, we're going to pray. And I'm going to have faith that the Holy Spirit is going to lead me on this. Let's just bow our heads. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come in this place. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come in power in this place. Wash away disappointment. Bring healing in that area, Lord. More of you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. 
Okay. I think I'm going to model it. <laughs> I'm going to pray for someone up on the stage. So, uh, let me just share this. I was praying for someone recently and had a really bad knee. In fact, he's had it since he was 18. And uh, he was at this conference, actually. And uh, there were some words of knowledge about that. And in the words of knowledge, his faith, you know, you don't have to be prayed for healing. We've had it here before. People have been healed in worship. His faith meant that his knee was about 70, 80% better. And I said, well, I've got faith to keep praying. So I prayed for it. And all of a sudden, I speak, spoke to the knee and said, in the name of Jesus, I command this knee to come into divine alignment. And his knee moved under my hand. I said, whoa, did you feel that? He said, yeah. I said, did you do that? He said, no. I said, oh, wow, let's keep praying. So I keep praying. I said, right, how does it feel? <gasps> my knee is 100%. Praise God. Woo. I said, but I've still got a, cr- cr- uh, a creak in my knee. I said, well, well, I'm not having that. So I laid hands and I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that creak right now. I'm not telling you, this is not made up. He goes, the creek's gone. This is amazing. Anyway, a lady's watching, and she's got a bad knee, apparently. She says, has your knee just been healed? He said, yes. He goes, pray for me. So he goes and prays for her. And all of a sudden, she gets about 80% better. Wow, it happens. Yeah, amen. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pray for someone. Who here, uh, let's, Lord Jesus, who here... I'm going to ask for a word of knowledge right now. There's a guy here. Heel. Anyone got something wrong with their left heel? Might not be a guy, actually. Anyone with a left heel? Pain in the left heel? Is that... Is that? Sarah, you got something wrong with your left heel? Let's come, would you be all right if we prayed for you? Okay, come on up. Why don't we welcome Sarah? Sarah Green, the wonderful Sarah Green and Simon Green. Bless you. Come up. Uh, uh, trust me, it's, I'm more nervous than you. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, let me just tell you this story. It's all going to be fine. Is it your left knee? My heel. Your heel. Yeah, of course. <laughs> See, I told you. No, I'm not making this up. You know, Wimber used to say, minister on the rug of peace. So, I'm going to have peace. And you know, there's a great story. Do you mind if I quickly tell the story while you're up here? Okay, no, you can stand there. It's fine. Um, Randy at his conference was saying, because he, he knew Wimber well, and uh, one, he was shadowing Wimber, and one night Wimber prayed for everyone, and like, everyone got healed, which is very uncommon. But the next night, he prayed for people, and no one got healed, which is also very uncommon. There was always some healings. So Randy went up to him the next day, and, uh, and John Wimber had a way of knowing, apparently, I never met him, of knowing what you're thinking. He says, I know exactly what question you're going to ask. Why is it two nights ago everyone got healed, and last night no one got healed? And Randy said, yes, that's right, that is the question. He said, let me tell you this, I don't know. <laughs> but what I can tell you is, that night that I went to bed and all the healings, I didn't go to bed a hero. And this morning when I woke up, I didn't wake up a failure. It's about God, so I'm just doing that. Right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out what's wrong with your heel, a bit of an interview. This is the first step in the healing model, which we'll do next week. What's wrong with your heel, exactly? So, it's been... Uh... <clears throat> okay. That's right. Probably for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so I've been training a bit harder for uh, the St. Albans Half Marathon that's in a mm-hmm. month's time. Um, and it feels, it, there's like a bit of a lump on the... Really? On the kind of right on the heel. Yeah. So I don't know whether it's the start of a bit of an Achilles. I don't know. I know. And know does it feel painful now? Like a bit tender. A bit tender. Okay. So if we start praying, you will feel a difference. We'll feel a difference. Thank you. <laughs> would feel a difference. Yeah. Okay, this is what we're going to do. See? Right. Are you ready for this? 
I've diagnosed, we've diagnosed it in the interview, so interview is the first step. Second step, and this is a helpful model. This is, the power's not in the model, it just helps us understand how to pray. I'm going to start speaking to this hill, and I'm going to just speak to the condition. That's what we're going to do, because we have authority in the name of Jesus. So do you mind if I just kind of come around here and put my hand on your hill? Okay. Ask permission, you see? See, I did that right. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. come. You can be praying as well, by the way. You can be interceding. Come, Holy Spirit. Right, would you mind if you take your shoe off? That's probably a bit embarrassing. No, don't worry about your nails, they're fine, I'm sure they're lovely. Right. I'm so glad we know each other well, right, because, you know, right. Okay, here we go. Come, Holy Spirit, just come now. Come, Holy Spirit. You see, I'm just inviting the Holy Spirit to come, you see, because he empowers, doesn't he? He heals. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Sarah doesn't need to do anything. I've got faith for this. Come, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I just speak to this hill, and where it's tender... I pray for strength to come back right now. And where there's strain on the muscles, I speak to these muscles and I command them to be healed in Jesus' name. That life would come into this right now. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Now, at this point, what we do is we do an assessment. So I should have said to Sarah, if you feel anything, let me know. But I'm going to ask her right now. She might not feel anything, but that's absolutely fine. We've got to be honest and real about these things. How are you feeling? Can you feel anything on your heel? Um, I, I thought it felt like a bit heavier. Yeah, a bit heavier? Yeah. As in, okay, that's good. So there's something's happening, isn't it? I don't put words in your mouth, but... I think so. You think so? Well, let's keep praying then. So what we're doing, we're seeing that the Lord is doing something, right? So we bless what God is doing. Come, Holy Spirit. And that raises faith, doesn't it? Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, whatever you're doing, we just bless what you're doing now. And as you are, wow, I just felt something. Ooh, I'm not making this up. That felt funny. Come, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray you would bring strength back to this hill. Bless what we bless what you're doing, Lord. You know, you might feel heat on your hand. That's fine. You know, you might not feel anything. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit moves and encounters flesh. Come, Lord, come in power. Oh, Jesus. Right, now what we're going to do, I'm going to ask Sarah just to move it around a bit and maybe walk on it. How's it feeling, your heel? You can be very honest with me. It's fine. I won't wake up a failure tomorrow. Excellent walk, you see. You know when Jesus called um, through his disciples the, um, uh, the beggar to come to him? The beggar threw off his cloak. Now, why is that interesting? Because in those days, a cloak symbolized that he, had an, he was able to beg. But in an act of faith, even before he was healed, he, he threw it off. And sometimes we need to act as obedience. Right, how's it feeling? Lump's still there. How's the pain? If pain was a 10 before and zero is nothing, where would you say you're at now? Was there any movement in the pain pit, the tenderness? There, there is. Are you yeah. surprised? Yeah. yeah, me too. That's great. <laughs> so if it was a 10, where is it now? Five to seven. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? I'm going to keep praying. And yeah, that's the other thing we should do is persevere. Maybe that's the first time around Jericho. Maybe we've got to go down a few, few more times. Can we pray again? Yeah, cool. Let's do this. Pray for everything that's wrong with me. Yeah, sure. We're going to pray for everything in a moment as well. Right, here we go again. Lord, we want to thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that we've gone from a 10 to a 5. That's amazing. But Lord, we want a 0. And I speak to this hill and I command 0 in the name of Jesus. Complete health. And Lord, where's this lump? Can I feel the lump? Where is it? Right there. Okay, let's just let's command this lump to go in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just speak to this lump and I command it to go in Jesus' name. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, and bring health 
Just claim the blood of the Lamb upon you, Sarah. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Okay, how are we feeling? Same. Same, so we're at five. That's great. Now, if I had more time, thank you, Lord, we would continue to pray. Now, that is amazing. Now, I have to say, I've seen many healings that have started, and then throughout the course of the day, as as they've walked on it or they've done something with it, perfect healing. So let's just pray a blessing over Sarah now. So at the last step, I'm going to kind of just say, you know, walk in faith, keep praying, claim your your healing, say, Lord, thank you for my healing. Let's pray a blessing on Sarah, and then we're going to move on, okay? Lord, we want to thank you for Sarah. Thank you that you've given her boldness and courage, and that you've, Lord, there's been, there is, you were doing something in this. Lord, we just pray more, and that, Lord, for the course of the day, it will go to a zero, and that, that lump would go in Jesus' name. Lord, Holy Spirit, would you bless her and protect her, and bless Simon and the kids as well, we pray in your precious name. Amen. Bless you, Sarah. Why don't you give Sarah bless you. Well done. That was great, wasn't it? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wonderful. Right, this is what we're going to do now. We're going to have time for prayer. I'd like to invite the band up, um, if they're around, and I'd like to stand up. That was amazing, wasn't it? I don't know about you, but I'm hungry to see more. That this would be a place where sickness cannot stand. So, I haven't got words of knowledge um, this morning because I said to the team that potentially I'd get them up. But well, I'm not going to do that. So, what we're going to do is just say, if you have anything wrong with you this morning, then my right, your left, the prayer team, and no doubt anybody else, because there's going to be a few, the authorised to minister, I want you to pray, okay, and pray. And then do what I do, interview, find out what's wrong, okay? Was it through an accident? Was it trauma-related? You know, is it a generational thing? Then diagnose what the issue is. That will help inform you how you speak to the condition, which is why I did. And then keep your eyes open as you're praying so you can see what God's doing. You can bless what he's doing. Then assess and then continue to pray again, okay? So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray for us. And I want the ministry team, my right, your left, to go and get ready. And then I'm going to ask, in fact, do that now, guys. If you're authorized to minister, go my right, your left. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to pray... And um, we're not going to end on a worship song. The band is just going to play for us. Now, next week, come next week, because I am, we're going to do words of knowledge, and I'm going to get people up here doing what I've just done, okay? So make sure you're here next week, and bring those that are sick, because it's going to be exciting. What we've done today is, is, is kind of provided a foundation, if you like, of, of teaching around how God heals. But I want us to build on that next week, as God reveals himself to us. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you that you are a living God. I want to thank you, God, that you are our Jehovah Roth, our God who heals. And Lord, I repent for myself and my unbelief. And by the way, you might want to pray this in your heart too. I'm probably not you, but it's just me. Lord, forgive me for my lack of faith. And Lord, I pray that no longer would I just camp in the shadow of Jericho, but I would stand up in faith and pray for those that are sick and pray for those in need, Lord. Why? Because, Jesus, you did it all on the cross. It is by your blood, Jesus, that you have made it possible. You have provided the way. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now, you would just fill this place. You are welcome in this place. And I pray for testimonies that we're going to have next week. Lord, release testimony in this place. Release healing in this place, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord.
Lord, I pray you bless the ministry team. Let's just pray for these guys, hey? Hold out a hand. Lord, give them the faith. Give them the boldness. Give them the courage. Lord, would you open their eyes to what you're doing as they pray? Now, if you're sick, amen. Lord, if you're sick, if you've got a healing that you need, head over there now. Come on, get out your chairs. God heals. We just saw what God can do. Imagine if that's your heal. Amen. Run over from the balcony. Come on down. And I am going to stand in faith with you guys that we're going to see healings in this place. Why? Because God is wanting to reveal his glory. And by the front as well. Here we go. Spread out. Wonderful. Now, prayer team. This is amazing. Ask what the problem is. Remember, keep your eyes open. More, Lord. Right, if you're, if you, if you're a connect group leader, if you're a leader here, you can pray as well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just release your healing. Lord, you, your word says you authenticate the preaching of your word through signs and wonders. Authenticate the preaching of your word now, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Wonderful. Bless you. You know what? We're going to just, let's just pray, right, guys, as a band pray. Just pray. Lord, would you reveal yourself for the next three or so minutes? Let's just pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. Right, if you're standing over there waiting to be prayed for, come around this way and come down the middle aisle. Garamashara, more Lord, more Lord. Release faith in this place. Release faith in this place, Lord. Release faith in this place, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's amazing what you do, Lord. All in the blood. More Lord, more Lord. That's it. Let's pray, let's pray. Come, Lord Jesus. We should all be praying. That's it, wonderful. We're going to try and keep it mellow down on the stage just so they can hear. Wonderful. If you're on staff here and you're not praying, come and pray for someone. Thank you, Lord. Oh, this is so good. More, Lord. Tim and Chloe, nice one. You go pray. Bless you guys. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you guys looking for prayer or you want to pray? You want prayer? Chris, do you mind coming to pray for these guys? Oh, you're praying as well. Okay. Thank you. Right, there's some people in the middle over there, so go grab them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Raise our faith. Thank you, Jesus. your healing and if you have been healed feel free to clap or something you know we want to hear it thank you Lord more Lord more Lord shut up my Lord
Right, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pray a blessing over everyone. And if you, if you need to leave, you feel free to leave. Let me just pray a blessing. Lord, continue to bless what you're doing in this room. But Lord, would you go out and bless us during the week. Pour your favour upon us, your peace and your protection. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless you guys. If you need to leave, feel free. Right, I've got a testimony right now. Someone who has had ankle pain for over a year and they've been completely healed. Praise God. We can celebrate, you know, it's all good. Thank you, Lord. More testimony, Lord. More testimony in this place, Lord. More testimony, Lord. More testimony. Release healing in this place. prayed for, try and do that which you couldn't do before. That's an act of faith. Just as a tip. There you go. I've got some people moving back there. Are you dancing or both? You... Amen. <laughs>